welcome back. I'm always a little hesitant when I see that start. Last week, it started exactly when I thought it started. And it threw me off because I was like, oh, I don't know. And it scares me because it waits like two or three seconds before it actually starts ticking the recording clock. Mm. It terrifies me. <laughs> but here we you are. Did. We're here with another episode. Heck yeah. How's everybody doing today? Chill. The same old crew. Yeah, two of my favorite people in the world. Shift in Minecraft while we pod, so I can have maps ready for the server. Fair enough. Productive use of time. Multitask. High energy tonight. I'm pulling something up on my other monitor. I'm sorry. Just What's I, up, I Russell? Forgot to do it before. How you doing, Russell? The meme guys himself. Yes. I don't think we mentioned it last week, but just as a reminder, we are still streaming uh, live Wednesdays, uh, twitch.tv slash nightmarecv. You can watch us podcast live. Uh, for those of you who listen only to the audio, uh, we do have the podcast going live on YouTube every week on our YouTube channel. And for those who watch the YouTube channel, you can also listen to the podcast, uh, you know, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So that's something I realized, like my mustache was like, eh, I was like, no, don't. Going for a little Western mustache twirling villain there. Perfect. Yep. If you if you touch it again during the podcast, I'll slap you through the monitor. Oh, I'd like to see you try. <laughs> Just they call me Headley Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced Headley. Oh God, Blazing Saddles! What a great movie. We can make a podcast about that. Um. Guys, I know we got. Yeah, I don't really know. You know, I, I I played some stuff this week. This has been a weird week for me. Like, I I was trying to play stuff, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna play a lot of stuff. Didn't. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna write a lot of stuff. Didn't. Um, yeah, it's I been kind that. of like a a down week. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those weeks. Yeah. Sounds like you're Just- feeling the same way. I only play two games, but I feel like my game, my time of games played is up. Okay, fair enough. What ga- what games did you play? Divinity with you guys and a bunch of Minecraft. Nice. Yeah, you were like a, you're like a architect for hire in Minecraft at this mm-hmm. point. <laughs> something like that. Something like that. I'm impressing myself. <laughs> you know it's good when he's impressing like, himself. That, that boy's good. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been playing a couple things. Um, so last week I said that I had started Age of Calamity or I was about to start Age of Calamity, uh, Hyrule Warriors on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, finished that since then. Uh, I'll final say we'll be going up. When does the podcast go up? Again? Thursday. Thursday. Uh, the final say will also be going up Thursday as well, uh, which you'll see alongside the podcast. Um, that game is not what you think it is. Uh, it's a warrior's game, but the story goes in places I didn't expect for a prequel. Um, it took me about 25 hours to beat the main story. Uh, and then I've put in double that, just clearing the map of like icons and upgrades and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm at about 50 hours on the game right now. And, 
I'm almost done. I probably have a few more hours left of just kind of getting some materials, but um, it's a really well-made Warriors game. Um, I know that the original Hyrule Warriors, uh, the Switch Definitive Edition version, mm -hmm. uh, ran at 60 frames per second docked. Mm -hmm. um, this game definitely has some frame rate problems, uh, but the environments are also a lot more complex than what was in the original Hyrule Warriors as well. Um, yeah, I have the original one. Do you have it on Switch or Switch? Yeah, yeah. And I'm I actually ordered that um, once I found out I was so into Age of Calamity, so that's on its way in. But yeah, it's Breath of the Wild is going to be a trilogy now, um, and with the way these first two games have turned out, could be my favorite gaming trilogy of all time, depending on how Breath of the Wild 2 turns out. I really, really liked Age of Calamity and what they did with it. I feel like they'd have to do a lot to mess up Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they, um, they laid such groundwork for that that I don't know what the hell you do to ruin that. You keep the story on par and you just populate the map with some more stuff, you know. I feel like... It's good, but I don't feel like they should populate it too much. I feel like the space in between stuff has a mystique to it. Like that's that's like one of my biggest problems with like Fallout Four is that everything is just right on top of each other. There's no mm -hmm. like mystery or discovery because everywhere you step is like another thing, another thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I think the empty space adds a lot to the open world in that game. Um, and uh, in Age of Calamity, they it feels. Like, it's obviously a Warriors game, but it feels like a Zelda game. Like, Koei Tecmo did a really, really good job um, working closely with Nintendo. Like, the art style's on point. They have the same voice actors from Breath of the Wild. You get a lot more time with the four champions from Breath of the Wild, since it is a prequel taking place right before the fall of Hyrule. Um, and just all of the... All of the story in the game is just fantastic. I know that there were some people, uh, like some fans of Breath of the Wild, who really didn't like what they did with the story with Age of Calamity, but I absolutely loved it. There were some crazy twists in there that I was not expecting. I was expecting just a standard, just telling of what happened, and there was a lot more than that. So, uh, so yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, Nat, did you ever you finished Breath of the Wild? I'm a, I got pretty far. I didn't finish Breath of the Wild, yeah. to be honest. There's just so much in that game. Like I got the Master Sword. Mm -hmm. I don't think I got the Master. Sword. I, I got some crazy sword, I think. And yeah. I was like, and I was like pretty far in the game, but there was something like it was like the Thunder, fucking boss or whatever it was i really just couldn't figure it out and then i kept trying to cheese my way into hyrule castle i've put so much hours into that game it's weird to think that i haven't beat it but i haven't beat it yeah i was just looking at friends profiles the other day and i saw you've actually put more hours into breath of the wild than i have oh yeah i play that game all the time just like just fucking around i have so much hours like i spent maybe four hours one day chasing uh like one of the shooting dragon star thingy i don't know what those things are called yeah, yeah, the Breath of the Wild is fun because I I know what happens in the story, but other than that, I haven't really got spoiled anything. So there's a lot of time. Like every time I pick up the game, I feel like I do discover something new, which is great. Nice. 
Nice. Chris, I, I like wasn't going to ask if you... For me, for games, because I feel like everything gets spoiled so easy. Yeah, that's true. Chris, I wasn't going to ask if you beat it, because I know you haven't beat it. Did you ever beat any of the Divine Beasts at all? Did you get that far at all? I beat the first one. I think I left off in the desert. Like, I, I was in gotcha. the desert uh, going to that one, mm-hmm. and I just kind of fell off the game for some reason. I started playing something else, and I just didn't go back, and I was like, all right, I'm just kind of done. But, like, it's definitely a game that I want to go back to, and I do want to finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like... Finding the time in this mass of all these games I'm not playing, you know, like yeah. ask me how Bravely Default 2 is. I haven't played it. It's not good. <laughs> Don't play. Did you play it? Yeah. Well, you played Bravely Default 2? Not Bravely Default 2. Uh, what is the other one? Not Bravely Default 2. What are the games in that series? Because I had the Bra- original there's one. Bravely, Bravely Default. Second and Bravely Default. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me make sure I'm not besmirching its name. Yeah, Bravely Default and then Bravely Second and then Bravely Default 2. Stupid names. It's yes. like they took cues from Microsoft. I would get up. I don't want to get up, but uh, I'm pretty sure I have the first one, which I like, and the second one I do the first not like. two were on 3DS, I believe. So then, no, what This I'm one's sure. on what Switch. I'm, there's a game by them that I have. I think it's called Bravely Default. Why am I drawing a blank? Well... Well, Chris, I I do recommend you go back at some point. I should and put some more time in. I should. Um, I should, especially with Breath of the Wild two. Whenever it's coming out, hopefully it's early yes, next I year. I have Bravely Default for 3DS, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. And see, I did oh, not I like. Gonna... Well, there's another. Not... There's another game by that that I got because I was like, I was like, I was so excited. It's Bravely Default, and it was a shitty game. Well, I didn't enjoy. it. I should say. I really didn't like the first Bravely Default. Like, when it comes to a JRPG, it needs to have a good story for me to be invested. And, like, I felt like the first Bravely Default was all gameplay mechanics, no, like, very standard, generic story. And so, like, after like eight or 10 hours, I think, I just totally fell off and just completely lost interest. But I really want to get up and look at what game that is. But I know I can tell it's I can tell it's bugging you. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for it right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, Age of Calamity final say going up uh, same day you're listening to this, and then uh, I've also been playing uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time 3D. Never actually beaten Ocarina of Time, so I'm playing that Octopath on Traveler. Dude. Oh yeah fucking hate octopath traveler oh i love octopath traveler that's that's see it's the same thing with bravely default where it's like gameplay mechanics over story but i, I like the gameplay mechanics more in octopath I than i did bravely the default. gameplay mechanics in octopath <laughs> like with the burning passion so much so it was just very distracting from the gameplay i just couldn't get into it yeah that's fair that's fair um just saying so i stopped checking my map like making my maps in minecraft to go check that. i was like i need to know what fucking game this is. <laughs> I hate that oh god um so, so yeah ocarina of time i'll send it to you in the mail i fucking hate that game i already have it uh ocarina of time um, i'm about a th- I think i'm about a third of the way through um first time playing so really enjoying that uh it holds up and it's actually a case with the 3ds of i feel like the 3d really really enhances the game Mm -hmm. um it really 
because obviously the graphics look a lot better than they did on N64, but they're still like pretty standard. But when you turn on the 3D, it actually looks like amazing. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of it's kind of what I've been playing. It's mostly been on a Zelda kick. Been watching like Zelda challenge, Breath of the Wild challenge runs and stuff, uh, which has mm-hmm. been really interesting. Uh, so. I know so, yeah. we bonded last week about finding our 3DSs, and I it's was going to say, I know every time somebody brings up 3DS, I always bring up Phoenix Wright, but that game on the new 3DS with the 3D on looks yep. so fucking good. Yep, I have it installed. Yep, I Man. played played through when treat. it first came out. I'll never, never delete it. I'll never delete it. The 3DS one, and I'll never delete the collection. I want to play ones. through it again, and I need to get a DS charger. I still haven't done that because that's just yeah. very low on my list of things I need to buy. So I'm like, ah, oh, this could wait. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Fair yeah. enough. But yeah, that's what I've been playing, and that's kind of what I plan on continuing to play probably over the course of the next week. I was gonna say every couple months I pick up Breath of the Wild and go to that weird survival island where they strip you all oh. your stuff. Even and I tried, just yeah. try to beat it, yeah. Yeah. I and can't the, beat that shit. I don't know. I'm, I just Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, in the DLC, they added something called the Trial, or like the Trial of the Master Sword or something, mm-hmm. where it's a similar challenge, mm-hmm. but basically when you beat it, your Master Sword is always at like the 60 power that it is in dungeons, as opposed to the That's 30 cool. power, which is cool, but... Um, but yeah, I have all the DLC too. for that game. I just need to play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And then for Age of Calamity, the, there's these, they did just announce the expansion pass too. So first wave of content is coming in June and then the second wave in November. So if I have a complaint about Breath of the Wild, you know what the complaint is? Climbing is too much fun. I like. I want to try and <laughs> climb my way through everything. That's probably why I have more hours than you in the game. Because I literally try to climb everything. Like I like I got into the lava village without getting the necessary stuff. I just mm. cheated my way in there. Yeah. Yeah. I it's... got a bunch of like stuff to put out fire and stuff and like heat cooling food and I just bar- like bombarded my way in there <laughs> and then bought armor once I was in there. That was like <laughs> heat resistant. <laughs> so yeah. There- to find somebody and get it but i couldn't find it and i didn't want to look it up because i don't want the game to be spoiled so mm-hmm. i just like no fuck this i'm gonna cheese my way so i spent like <laughs> maybe six hours just trying to get to the top of that fucking mountain yeah it's yeah i kind of had a similar thing because they, they only sell the armor inside the village but mm-hmm. uh one thing that i didn't catch or i didn't talk to the right npc is that there's a stable mm-hmm. a horse stable at the base of the mountain and someone yeah. will s- sell you fire proof elixirs That'll mm-hmm. make you fireproof for like six minutes at a time. So I didn't know that. I so, didn't know that either. So, so I tried to just go and go as fast as I could, died. So then I spent like an hour and a half or two hours just cooking up food. Oh, that's what just, I did as well. <laughs> I just burned to death and then ate and then kept running. Yeah, I just kept doing that, like opening the menu as you're burning and eating the food. Yep. And I yep. had uh, the rebirth thing. So like, I think I died twice, but I had like two rebirth skills or whatever from like, the elephant and like, yeah. got, like the water goddess or whatever her name is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
Yeah, that's exactly what I did too. <laughs> it was just like a mad sprint, and then I got to the village, and I was like, "Please have enough rupees." I seen, I seen oh. the fucking big rock dude, and I was like, "Hey, I finally see you!" <laughs> and I was just burning in the cutscene, <laughs> just like no clothes on because any clothes like gets too hot, and you drop your items because the, like metal gets too hot, so you can't like have like barely anything on. It's just is the worst. Yeah, if you have anything wooden. at the same time, because it's so rewarding when you feel like you get through it. Yeah, and like if you have anything wooden equipped, it'll just catch on fire. If you have a bomb, if you take out a bomb arrow, it'll just automatically explode in your face because of the heat. Um, yes. it, it's um in the in the DLC, the second DLC, the Champions Ballad. Once you play through that, you actually uh, no spoil no like story spoilers, but um, you basically get like way shortened cooldowns and all of the champions' abilities. So yeah. like, so like the, the, didn't the, uh, desert chief Urbosa, like her ability, mm-hmm. like you can use it three times and then it's like a, it was like a 10 minute cooldown. And mm-hmm. when you beat the DLC, I think it goes to like two and a half or three minutes. It's nice. pretty cool. And it does that for all of them too. So, um, that, yeah, that but, game, I just do. So I just, I'm always doing something stupid, like trying to climb towers, like, I climbed the tower near Hyrule Castle that I wasn't supposed to be able to climb because mm-hmm. that it was filled with too much stuff. And I just like sat there way early. Like this is way early. This, this is before I even beat the desert thing. I was there trying to climb it. And I like schemed my way up there and then glided my way into Hyrule Castle until you had to fight the two uh like like it was like the Thunder one. You know I had to fight all of them in a row. I got basically yeah. that part. And I couldn't beat him, so I, I left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's man, it's it is super cool how like once you get off the plateau, you can just go straight in there. And, like mm-hmm. if if you're good enough, you can you can just beat the I game. I got like, pretty far, but I you know what minutes. it is. If I knew what I knew now about the thunder one, I could have beat it. I couldn't beat the thunder one. I didn't realize that I should throw metal weapons at him, and he'll shock mm-hmm. himself. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't compute that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. For what it's worth, I, that wouldn't have dawned on me in a million years to throw metal <laughs> weapons at him. I would think, why would he shock himself? He's electric. You yeah. know, like I didn't I couldn't think of it. So I kept dying on the actual Thunder Boss, like when you're in the sky. And mm. that's low-key why I took a long break from the game. And then I picked it up one day, then threw a weapon at him. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> and then it's <laughs> so much damage. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's I probably I, I was only... so mad but happy at the same time. I was like, I can play this game, I love it again. <laughs> Yeah, I probably, I don't know if I would have thought of it beforehand, but like a couple of the shrines I hit before I fought the electric guy for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, like one of them was just trying to get currents to these two terminals on the walls. I know and exactly like, what you're talking about, yeah. And, and there were there were like not enough boxes in the room to do it. Mm-hmm. So I just like took out and dropped metal weapons to make the connections. And that's and that's how I solved it. And I love I how, it's, how I did that. I think... I think I didn't even think I did it that way. I think I like just got the door open long enough and like sprinted over to the door and like slid through or something. I think I did something like that, but I don't think I solved it the way. Cause I think I was talking to somebody else and it was like, yeah, you're supposed to just use metal weapons. And I was like, what though? I didn't know that until yeah. after I beat the boss and I was telling somebody about my, the same problem I had where I couldn't beat the boss for mad long and just put the game down. But I don't talk too much people about it because I, I genuinely enjoy just like experiencing that game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, 
it's it's one of those kind of games where everyone has their own story about how they did a particular thing and like they're all unique there's multiple ways to solve almost everything in that game it's it's surfing down mountains is so much fun in that game yeah shield surfing and you can do like this you can do like a spin trick and stuff Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's it's awesome man and like that mechanic is way more robust than it should be surfing right? shield <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like and it's like the but the the durability always comes the wild, in 2021 game of the year yeah yeah pretty much it's <laughs> it's I need a breath look, of, look, look on Chris's <laughs> i was yawning i'm not gonna oh, lie to you um, <laughs> i don't know what it is and then you the moment then, we started my body was just like hey you know what you should just start yawning Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I figured we'd talk about Zelda to take up some time. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. It's just I. That's this is I a me problem, not a you. Zelda, like yeah. I love the game. It, 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 it's amazing how like climbing, being able to climb anything, seems like such a revolutionary feature. That's why I bought that game. To be honest, yeah, climbing thing. Just because I love shit like that. If you're gonna give me the opportunity to cheese something, I just look at it as a challenge. Is like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking break this game. <laughs> yeah like someone at nintendo played skyrim and we're like wait what if we made this a mechanic no what they did play <laughs> people trying to jump over mountains dungeon. it's like what if we just let them they do that darkest dungeon and it's like what if not only you could climb the monsters but you can climb everything <laughs> i'm not darkest yeah. dungeon uh the capcom game why am i drawing a blank dragon's oh, dogma, uh, dragon's dogma. dogma. Yeah. yeah 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 um underrated game yeah that's on my that's on my backlog to play at some point but um so my backlog to beat i played a bunch of it but i never beat it literally because i got a mission where i needed to trek across the map and i didn't put a teleport crystal where i needed to go and i i like did the math on like how long it's going to take me to walk there and i was like fuck this game <laughs> <laughs> the teleport system in that game is so bad that's my one critique about that game otherwise i love that game yeah uh next time you turn on breath of the wild and that since you do have the dlc mm-hmm. um there's in the on the map screen i think there's something called like hero mode or hero's journey or something and you you tap the button and it literally shows you the path you've taken throughout your entire time playing the game it like on a line throughout the entire map like up to 200 hours Do it'll show everything getting my 3ds I'm I'm kind of curious of like what that looks like. Oh, your switch, yeah. Go for, go for it. Your switch. Okay, yeah. Wait a I'm literally is... about to finish this one section. Actually, actually... <laughs> this this is a yeah. Zel- This yeah. is Breath of the Wild week. <laughs> oh man. Oh, he has it right there. Okay, he's not. He's not there going you go. Far. I wasn't sure how far he was going to have to go for it. Yeah, it's he's just got it. Okay. <laughs> Nat grabbing the switch, making sure that it's charged. Uh-oh, it's taking him a little bit. It might not have a charge, Ross. Oh, no. It's, you hate to see it. It's, you hate it to happens see to it. the best of us, though. Yeah. It's, you know. It looks like he might be trying to give it a brief little charge. He might be just trying to look at the map. Maybe he's going to come back and report to us. Nat's on his way oh. back. Oh, it looks... He oh. does have the switch. I think he was finding the game, Ross. He was oh, finding perfect. the game. He needed the cartridge. Excellent. He needed yes. the cartridge. He needed perfect. it. All right, Nat is uh, just now realizing that we've been narrating everything he's been doing this whole time. And uh, let me just tell you guys something impressive about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> no other Switch cartridge that tastes like Breath of the Wild. I remember when Jeff Gersman put that in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I had to confirm. He he did it. He did it for all of us. 
<laughs> he did it so we wouldn't have to, but then we did it anyway. I didn't. Oh, God. Mother is just a generic bitter. Breath of the Wild, though, is like a special kind of bitter. <laughs> a special kind of bitter. Yeah, uh, yeah it's called poison. <laughs> <laughs> I want a ginger. Um, yeah, they, they, they put in some interesting stuff in the DLC. Like, they added in Master Mode, which I'll never touch. Um, everything's harder. Everything takes longer to kill. And enemies regain health if you don't hit them for a while. Sounds like an absolute nightmare. Also spawns Lynels on the Great Plateau, which is which is rough. Um, but man, yeah, I just want to, I just want to talk. How do I do this, pal? Uh, bring up the map Very screen, carefully. and then there should you should see all the buttons across the bottom, and one of them should say like Hero's Journey or something. For example, this is how much health and stuff I have. But I have yeah. to it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay, I'm leaving my mic here so it doesn't glitch out, but I'm going to go get my Switch. <laughs> if anybody's wondering, my Switch is right there. You know, I just... I, for, for, those, uh, why, uh, for those on the audio podcast, everyone is leaving to go get their Switches. Mine's I next to me, but to I just don't... My map. I just don't care right now. I also have one over there. I have two. How do I open my map? I think it's minus. There we go. Was, uh, yeah. Hero's path. Hero's path. And then you can like adjust how fast it goes, but it'll literally show you everywhere you went and every death up to 200 hours. Everywhere we go, people want to know. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Titans. Mighty, mighty Titans. Man, that's a what a great movie. I haven't seen that movie in years. I watched I it last year, I think. There, there you go. Oh, he's, it's still going. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's 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 kind of dumb and amazing that they put this in the game. <laughs> it's probably the best thing they could have done. Just to see, like, just, just to, to show you, yeah, just to show you, hey. You've been to a lot of places. Um, yeah, here's where I'm at with like health and stuff. Wow. Okay. I just re- I, I like I figured out how to play it, and yeah, this is kind of fun. <laughs> I want to get all the shrines. How many sh- how many how many shrines are you at? I don't know. I don't know how. I don't remember how to check it. Everything disappeared. Oh no, it's going. I think it just oh, yeah. started over. Uh-huh. Yep, there it goes. It's it's moving. He just flashing a lot there. Yeah. There we go. Somehow I ended back up at the Great Plateau. I can't remember why though. But <laughs> yeah, it it literally loops the whole map. I've been so many places where I feel like I haven't been. If we sit here, it's gonna literally take forever. I feel like. <laughs> Well, I mean, it I, won't it won't take any longer than two hundred hours, as uh, you know how Ross explained it. So we know how long it will take. the The first thing I did when I got the game is I went to every single tower to unveil all of the. Maps. I just figured out how I could do it fast. Okay, so yeah. you guys ready? Yeah. You guys ready? Yep. 
<laughs> you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> there and back again. Yep. <laughs> I'd show you um, mine, but I don't own it anymore. Press side, it like does it fast. Like it just does every like major point. If you press side you, on the D pad, you sold Breath of the Wild, man. Yeah, I did, like, years ago. Oh, that's a bummer. Why do you think I never went back and played it? That's because I thought you didn't like it that much. I would have played it by now. If you wouldn't, if you don't, I voted for it for Game of the Year that year. I was the deciding vote. I thought you sold it. Yeah, because I wasn't playing it. Who voted against it? You. No, I didn't. You voted Persona. Ross voted Breath of the Wild. Oh, I do remember that you were you were mad about us not picking Persona Five. Yeah, you were upset. I don't. But, I, in my head, I don't think those came out in the same year. In my head, <laughs> 2017 was stacked because I was I was repping Horizon and I also wanted Near Automata. Horizon is good. I didn't think it was game of the year. I really like Horizon a lot. But yeah, and in, then in a year of that coming out, I don't know if if I dis like. So it's it's not. I like both of those games a lot. Listen, and I don't put a gun to my like head now. Different day of the week, any day of the week, I could pick either or. If I could go back right now, I would vote Persona Five. Persona no 5. offense to Breath of the Wild, I would just vote Persona Five. Yeah, like I voted for Breath of the Wild at the time, but that was just because like nobody was going to listen to me about Horizon. Uh, and Horizon then is after, good. like almost immediately after, I was like, I like Persona better. I should have just voted for Persona. I, I think I we were presenting persona. I think we were presenting our arguments, and I think I might have been persuasive. No, you were emotional. <laughs> That's fair. Yo, that year, and I just didn't want Ross to be sad. <laughs> I mean, it deserved it. That year, Horizon, Near Automata, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, like Odyssey is such a good game. Crazy year for games, man. I wish they could spread that stuff out. <laughs> into multiple years well, i mean i got bad news uh, for you i'm surprised uh, how many of those games i've played i've lit- i i to be honest i haven't played much near but i have played near automata like maybe like five hours in and i have played nothing. i know it's nothing it's but nothing. i but i played a bunch of breath of the wild as you can see and i played a bunch of persona and i beat horizon and i played a bunch of horizon i haven't played the dlc and i beat uh odyssey and i played a bunch of it as well so yeah, I'm just surprised yeah. as somebody who's who admittedly hasn't played as much games as I used to. That year mm. was just like the odd I just played so many games. Well, yeah, yeah, 2017 was just stacked. I don't know that we'll ever. I don't know that we'll ever have another year like that. Yeah, especially with now with COVID, because there's all these teams that are like, hey, like you know, if a game wasn't like already 75 percent done by the time COVID rolled out, it's probably going to get delayed up to a year. A lot of stuff like I was listening to, I think, like the bombcast the other day and they were like, yeah, you know, from I think it was Danny O'Dwyer who said it. And he was like, yeah, you know, talking to some of the people I know in development. He was just like, you know, a lot of games are going to slip. There's going to be a lot of games that are going to fall out of 2021 that are going to fall out of 2022 just because if they weren't already at a certain development milestone, they had to fully transition everything to, uh, you know, to remote. And they said there are teams now that have had a year of that and they're, you know, their 2021 games might become 2022 games. And he said, cause they've already adapted to that. He said, the new struggle is going to be what happens after that. 
because there's mm. games that are newly in development that these teams don't know how to do this concept phasing, this alpha phasing in a remote environment. So he's like, you know, it, it's the games that, you know, are on the two-year dev cycle that might now become like a three- or four-year dev cycle because they have to figure out how to get the game started, let alone right. develop it. Because, like, that, he, you know, he was saying, he's like, you can't just, you know, you, you know, you hear conversations about games of two people just meeting in the hallway and talking. You know, they come out of the bathroom and it's like, hey, I got an idea, and that became the game. You can't do that in a remote environment. You can't do that in a Zoom call, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So much so of like, spontaneous. You're, you're taking away. Yeah, exactly. You're taking away the spontaneity of game development in a way. And like, what do you do? It's crazy to think about. Yeah. I, I wonder what games are going to look like two years from now. Like what, what yeah. that release schedule looks like two years from now. I feel you. It's yeah. crazy. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that uh, I guess, I guess that's what we've been playing. Oh, he hasn't gone over his yet. Yeah, uh, I've, oh, I've he said he hadn't really yet. been doing anything. No, I said I meant to play a lot of other stuff, and I didn't. Um, but I played Destiny. some stuff. Destiny. I did Apex. actually. Destiny just had. Uh, I only. I just played Apex for the first time today. Hmm. I haven't played Apex okay. in like a week. Um. I played Destiny this week. They dropped it. Dude, they are killing it with the story this season. Like, I, lo I loaded it up on the weekly reset after Divinity last night, and it was just, like, cutscene. And it's just this animated scene of Zavala, like, looking at the stars and shit, and fucking Cabal Assassin shows up and tries to kill him. And they have, they apparently found, they took the tech that they used to, like, trap the Traveler, mm -hmm. and they condensed it in a way to steal the light from a Guardian, basically. So oh. they had every capability of killing Zavala. Wow. Like, final death, Zavala's gone. And they didn't. Um, but, like, they're really building up. Like, Bungie's rolling with it. They they changed the official Destiny 2 Twitter account to Keitel. So now all the tweets are just Keitel talking to people. And, you know, people are like, you know, why? Like, she's just like, you know, we promised you, you know, an alliance. Your Vanguard only promises us death. Like, what are you really fighting for? You know, we're we're here to help you. And they're just killing us, you know? Mm. And so they're they're really kind of making this a little like meta and like they're they're taking the story places. It's really exciting. Like every week there's just something else happening in that game in a way that they didn't even do during Beyond Light. So nice. like Destiny hasn't been this exciting in years. You know, as <laughs> crazy as that sounds. Um I'm every week I'm looking forward to what happens on Tuesday again. Like in a way I haven't since like Forsaken. Nice. So I'm I'm pumped. Um I also played Valheim. I uh, played a little more of that. Uh managed to get into a co-op game of that with uh Tony Cypher and um uh TJ. We were playing a little bit. Nice. And uh, you know, playing anything with TJ. Uh I was almost in tears laughing. Uh yep. because TJ just has a way of <laughs> just laying in my bed, trying to sleep. He puts a chair on my bed and sits down. I, I'm just like, what are you doing? It's fairly classic. Him. Watching you sleep. Don't worry about it. Every time TJ comes in, he doesn't just enter. He, bro he breaks down the wall to come into my house. He, he Kool-Aid mans it. Explosion. He just walks in, doesn't say anything, 
puts the wall back, goes to the other wall, smashes that wall, leaves, puts the wall back. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like just like, what the hell is going on? Um, yeah, we went through. I'm still like gathering stuff, still kind of learning the, the mechanics of that game. I got to tell you, though, I like it a whole hell of a lot. Nice. Valheim nice. is really like buying it. So. Valheim is worth all the hype that it's getting. As far as I can tell, I'm still really early, but like that game just kind of feels different than a lot of those other like survival, excuse me, than a lot of those other survival, like uh, building games. Like it just Valheim is cool because like, there's always an objective there. There's the thing of like, okay, you got to fight these bosses, but it's mm-hmm. figuring out how to get there, figuring out where they are. So you can summon them. And so like, there's a lot of exploring. There's a lot of like building yourself up and you can do it any way you want. Like you can go out and start fighting them right away. If you can find them, you can start, you know, just building up your base and being like, okay, I want to be as decked out as I possibly can. Um, it's, it's really fun. The, the building is like a little, it's cool. Cause you could build some really nice stuff, but it's a little like janky. Cause there's a lot of mechanics to it that they don't explain. Like mm-hmm. Valheim has load bearing walls. Oh, wow. So you can build that, stuff that off intense. of your house and rip down your wall if it oh. doesn't have the support. And like, oh. that's the thing is Valheim is one of those games, but they don't tell you that. So that's what they need to get a little better about. But like mm-hmm. the moment I heard that, I was like, are you kidding? That's that's hilarious. You know, you, no offense to Minecraft, but you know, you got a Minecraft, a game where you can destroy something, and just have floating blocks. And then you got Valheim with load bearing walls. And I'm just like, holy shit. Don't talk shit about Minecraft. <laughs> I'm not talking shit. Minecraft has floating blocks. That's fact. <laughs> <laughs> For our audio listeners, Nat just looked like he was in a great amount of pain. Oh yeah, that was priceless. Our audio <laughs> listeners just missed out right there. Um, I, I, make myself cry a little bit. I, I saw that. It looked like he was trying to force tears. Um, but yeah, Valheim. Trying to go for the podcast Grammy, you know. <laughs> I don't think it's the Grammy. Uh, they they added some board and they sound like bullshit, but you know, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Valheim's really cool. Uh, I also played a little bit more of the Outriders demo, and I'm not as down on it as I was. Mm. Uh, I tried another class. We actually managed to successfully. Uh, last week we talked about recording some stuff. Uh, unfortunately, some of our planned content did not work out. Uh, I'm still talking with Elgato about that. We'll see what happens. I was but, gonna uh, ask if there were any updates on that. Well, no, I meant to try it though, because uh, I changed it from 4k to 1080p and I haven't tried it. So I want to see if maybe it'll work better if I just do it in 1080p. I thought we tried that. We didn't. Oh, okay. That was the one thing we didn't do. They they sent me another email today and they're like, hey, we need you to run this thing so that you can uh, tell us if it's working right. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this and then I'm going to do that. But whatever. Um, gotcha. So we recorded something. It was me and Tony um, did something for Outriders. I made a new character, kind of took us through some of the early portions of that game. Um, like, it's fine. Uh Jesus, all the bots showing up. Um, I'm like I said, I'm not as down on that game as I was. It's a part of me like just wants to give that game a, a fair shot mm-hmm. because the but I, I you know it's just like 
is it because there's not much else coming out or is it because like i i want to actually play the game that's like <laughs> see, that's the thing i'm trying to figure out right now <laughs> see chris this is the perfect time to go back and play some older games yeah there's but not I, a bunch of new so releases many, out. i don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> which one where do you start <laughs> You, know, uh, you put all the games into random.org and then you hit randomize and you pick the one at the top. I've done that before. It's worked. Like a plan. Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I'm not as down on that game as I was. So I'm, I'm, you know, going to, whoops, I didn't mean to do that. I just pulled up steam, uh, covered you guys up, but uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't hate it, you know? So we'll see. Great we'll praise. See how I, we'll see how I feel. As we get a little closer to launch, I'm going to try and play more of it and kind of see like, hey, you know, how's it feel a week from now once I get a little higher and stuff like level up this new character. I, I did the Technomancer this time, uh, which is like, but here's my thing is like I had a little more fun because the character heals as they do damage, but all of their abilities are stupid. And it's not that the abilities themselves are stupid. Okay. So imagine. All right. Imagining you're throwing like a football, you know? And so mm-hmm. you follow through and you release the football at like wait Amer- American football or you know football, which one are we going with? So you release the football at its highest point. Football. You're not, you're not releasing a soccer ball, like you know. If you're a goalie, yeah. Anyway, you're releasing you're releasing the ball. Any, anything <laughs> like, throwing it like overhand, you're releasing it at the highest point. Okay. Yes. This guy feels like. When he throws a grenade, he's releasing it about head height. So it's just, just going straight up. <laughs> so it goes straight up and then arcs. Huh. So it just like, it's like, he's he like pulling it out. Like, like it, imagine like you have a sword sheath behind your back and you're just throwing it from the sheath. That's how they throw grenades. So they're just like, huh, you know, <laughs> he throws his balls so up at this guy. Sometimes. Straight out and then forward. And so like, you're you're trying to throw them, and you're like, okay, I want to throw it right here. I think but that was. I think I did it. it takes just doesn't work. <laughs> Not a Tayo Cruz fan. <laughs> it just. I don't know if you heard works. what Ross just said. I think that was the moment where I lost all faith. Oh, I'm really. Glad I, I heard, but I didn't get it, so it didn't Good. affect me. I mean, that's Perfect. probably better. Yeah. But- but yeah, it, it's just the way the character throws stuff. And then like, if you aim down sights and throw, then the throw goes like, you know, some games you can aim down your sights and then throw something and it'll throw it to where you were aiming. Right. Mm-hmm. This game just says, nah, I'm John Elway with the Nerf Vortex football and I'm just going to launch this shit. <laughs> That's a nice John Elway poll. Yeah. See? <laughs> Yeah, so like you're just throwing the Nerf Vortex football, and you know you can get a hundred yards with that thing. <laughs> Is Kurt Warner your favorite quarterback of all time? No, Peyton Manning. Oh, right, right. Peyton Manning. Right, right, right. Peyton Manning. Right. Yes, Peyton Manning. Please, please, please. Uh, <laughs> no, not Jared Goff, Warner, but Peyton Manning. You know, I respect Goff. Jared Goff. Respect him less than I did, but I respect him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just so weird. And so like, that's the thing is like everything I'm doing with that character, I hate except for the shooting. And so I don't know what to do. Like I got this turret and just like the grenade, it's like, Hey, I want to deploy this turret. 
<laughs> and it just kind of goes somewhere. Interesting. <laughs> it just, I, gotta, I feel like I don't have any control on where Choices it's going. Made. <laughs> That's huh. Outriders. It, it's like it's like the new Spider-Man. It's like I like the swinging, but it's like at least the swinging in Spider-Man was exceptional. And in Outriders, <laughs> like it's just it's weird. Outriders is the most unexceptional game I think I've ever played that just works. Like it is just nothing about it is special. Nothing what about praise. it stands out. No. Nothing about it is like noteworthy. It just kind of works and it works in a specific brand of working. And for some reason, I really want to like it. <laughs> Interesting. And I can't um, figure out uh, why. On that Spider-Man like note, so bad. <laughs> I have something Spider-Man related that I want to grab real fast that just arrived. Okay. I'll be right back. All right. <sighs> it is the most exceptionally unexceptional game. God, I, yeah, have, I have a problem. I don't know why I want to like it so much. Okay. So back. <laughs> I'm back. This is going to be more for the video watchers, but... My Spider-Man Miles Morales vinyl just came Ooh. in. Mm-hmm. And I'll show you the actual vinyls themselves because oh here's the inside artwork, which is pretty sick. It's uh, just to uh describe it for our uh, audio mm-hmm. viewers, it looks like the Miles Morales from the movie. Mm-hmm. And then wait, is this the, fir- the movie soundtrack or the game? The game. I'm sorry, it looks like the Miles Morales <laughs> from the game. He so didn't correct me, I did. There's two vinyls in here, and here's the first one. I already like that. I already like that yep. a lot. So again, there, so vinyl, everybody knows the big round vinyl. There's like a red like hourglass kind of curved shape in the middle of it that looks particularly mm. sharp. Yep. I'm and trying to really sell the audio viewers on this. You're painting a word picture, and I appreciate that. I'm trying. Do you and feel then, like I'm conveying this well? Uh, very much so. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And then here's the second one. Oh my God. Okay. So this one now, this is weird. So it's a purple vinyl still has like the hourglass shape in the middle, but this time it's green. So it's like, um, the prowler help me prowler. Thank you. Yep. So it's like so, a yeah. prowler vinyl. So yeah, it's just got that, just got this in. So can't wait to start listening to it. Cause that game had a great soundtrack. So yes, it did. That game and the movie had both amazing soundtracks, man. Miles Morales is cool. I think let's, let's be real. Miles Morales is just the best Spider-Man. I mean, you can't you dispute facts. First. <laughs> facts are facts, okay? And just Miles Morales is better. That's fair. I finished okay. that one. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, it's and if Chris finishes a game, that's who the only time you know he likes the, it. Who am I to deny the swagger of a black teenager? You know. <laughs> Thank you, IGN. I or is that GameStop? Or was GameSpot? that IGN? Wait, who was it? GameSpot I, or IGN? I, I'm pretty sure it was GameSpot. I'm but sorry, whoever wrote it. Thank you for that. It's the the most shocking thing about that to me is that it made it past multiple people proofreading that. Do you want to know what's even crazier that made it past multiple people? I don't know if you guys saw my tweet this week, my big tweet. Uh, Burger King. Yeah. Burger King. Oh UK yeah, I saw that. Yep. Posts. Women belong in the kitchen. 
end tweet. Then they decide to post a thread under it being like, only if they want to be. Only 20% of chefs in the UK are are women and we want to help them do it. And it's just like Burger King. Everybody stopped caring right here where you said women belong in the kitchen. How does yeah. that happen? It took them a day to realize like, hey, this was maybe a bad idea. Yeah, that's what... uh. I screenshot I mean, it so they can't get away from it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're brands that can take advantage of like shock value marketing, right? But that's that not makes sense. shock value. Not marketing. Burger King. Not, but not especially not Burger King UK. <laughs> it's like I'm saying, like if you're an edgy, you know, up and coming like liquor brand or something, yes, you could go listen, for the shock value. <laughs> Wendy's well, is probably the edgiest. King? Like they they are the roastiest, edgiest Twitter account yeah. on the whole site. Wendy's wouldn't touch that tweet with a 10 foot pole. That's what I'm saying. I'm I don't saying think Wendy's even replied yeah. to that. I don't think they wanted their brand anywhere close to that statement. Yeah. Uh, you know, when well, Wendy's I won't touch you, you're wrong. Live. And I was saying, uh, I've seen Tony saying, I'm waiting for Wendy's response. I, and I was about to be like, I don't think Wendy's is going to respond to this. Like, no, if they're smart, they don't. <laughs> yeah. They don't Maybe want their two years from now, they that. just be like, hey, remember that time Burger King said some real dumb stuff? And they don't say it, but just be like, you know, Burger King's gonna try and come at Wendy's. They're gonna be like, "Remember the time you told women about stuff?" You know. Yeah, I think that was Wendy's a lady. The, that was the exact same uh, statement that uh, led to Colin Moriarty leaving. Kind of funny, <laughs> was he made that statement on International Women's Day? <laughs> uh, good times. It's stupid. It was real stupid, and it was International Women's Day, and they posted that, and like everybody looking at, it. and then they're in there defending it. They're like, "Yeah, no, we." everybody's like this is a bad take and they're like what because women shouldn't be chefs <sighs> what you don't think that they deserve we're trying to help women become chefs and i'm like first off burger king <laughs> chef is a strong word for what happens at burger king okay <laughs> chef mike the microwave does most of the cooking there billy the broiler and chef mike okay um but fred the fry later fred the fry later names yeah, you know, like it, Burger King, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was And you know, there's other brands who were like taking some heat around that time and they're just like Burger King, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ever, everyone look over there. Yeah. They're like retweeting, they're like, I can't believe Burger King would do this. Look at it. Go over there. <laughs> Don't oh, look God. here. <laughs> Oh God, that was, it was just so dumb. Yep. And like, you don't just, somebody doesn't just do that. There's no one person in that department who just approves that. That's a department who has to look at that and be like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. UK is, is like headlining recently, especially with the, the Royal family interview with Meghan Markle and stuff that just happened, where mm-hmm. she basically said on live TV with Oprah that, or not live TV, but like the Royal family is racist. <laughs> it's like, we all know that, but like hearing, hearing confirmation is like, yeah, we know, but ugh. Well, I'm not saying that, Next, you're going to tell me they believe that the power of the country should rest on the throne. (laughs) My my favorite take from that whole that whole UK thing is like, wait, so you're telling me the country that, you know, imperialized (laughs) and settled 75 percent of the world and 
single-handedly killed off various groups of people to mm-hmm. less than 50% of their original population is racist. <laughs> <laughs> the family that's inbreeding for 300 years is racist. <laughs> that's what you're telling me. It's, it's, people just like have some weird, like idealized view of like the Royal family. It's like, why? They think they're all prim and proper and behind the scenes. They're like black people. Am I right? Let me tell you. you, Stockholm syndrome is a thing. (laughs) Uh, This is a video game podcast. Royal family syndrome. (laughs) They did it first. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? I do really bad video game week. Like, like it does have lots of shadows of like, and I'm too young for this, but like from what I hear about like Princess Diana and everything, it has shadows of that where it's very similar and you see what happened there. And for them to just be like, ah. And also like, and this is coming as a black person, Meghan Markle is very much white passing as far as mixed people goes. Mm-hmm. And it's just an extra layers. Like you thought a baby between these two people that one is completely white and one is very much white pa- passing. And you thought the baby was going to come out looking like Skepta or something. Like, what did you think for one? Like, so that, that was out of outrageous already Two, So, so you're telling me the problem isn't what the baby looks like. There was no way the baby was going to come out looking, looking with dark skin. Cause Megan Markle doesn't have dark skin. Right. So that right. was the problem. One, your, your basis is just completely incorrect. And then two, like so you're just saying, oh, so you're just acknowledging that you have an issue with that the baby might look black. Like even if he does, what's the who fucking cares? They're they're if they're family portraits. They want everything to look like a blinding white light. You know. Yep. What the fuck yep. are they doing? Good? The people next door. I don't know what they're doing. They're just like there is a lot of shaking coming from next door. Well, I think we all they know what have that means. the nerve. As those ones to who touch my to wall <laughs> when I'm having a good time playing divinity, and then meanwhile they're over there el- having a stampede of elephants. Mm-hmm. Is that what the kids call it these days? Yeah, they're they're reenacting the circle of life portion from the beginning of the Lion King, and they've got oh, the whole just- kingdom. It's just a live action reenactment of Jumanji next door. Ooh, that's good too. <sighs> Divinity. We played that yeah. again. We did. We, we, we had a good to... we had a good session yesterday. Yeah, continued to make very little main story progress, but stole a lot of stuff. Yep. Stole a lot of stuff. We do we we do stop to steal. Always stop. Hi, Freehold. Very frequently. It's worth it, though. We have a ton of money. We have more than more money than we'll ever need at this point, and we're uh, like here, barely into the game. That. I do know it. <laughs> I'm a scientist. Listen, next time we go back, we play the arena, and then we just, we mosey. I mean, you know, alternative, like, the thing is, is when you leave people alive, you have people to steal from, you know? Just... <laughs> yeah. Ross yeah. is going to go into every town now and just start a fight just to be like, no, no. You need to find the balance. I'm not saying we shouldn't steal from a lot of people. I'm just saying maybe we shouldn't steal from everyone. Also, the same thing. I'm guilty as this as the highest DPS per person on the team. Like, I'm just like, you know, 
maybe we shouldn't kill everybody. <laughs> maybe we kill half the town. Like, I don't know. Maybe we need to strike the balance. Somewhere. No, we need to continue. We are we are full chaotic evil at this point. No, we, we need are, to maintain but, it. But maybe we need to wait to be disrespected before we destroy everything. <laughs> Alternatively, don't give them the chance. Steal everything until we get caught to kill the rest. Everything Listen, we're getting moderation. we are so dead. We have to compensate for the lack of XP by getting better gear. I can steal all of that, okay? I got us again. It's, we upgraded I, everything again. I, I think that I think the thing is is that when we do steal stuff, I feel like we stop to we have to stop to do it for like 10 or 15 minutes. And it kind of puts everyone get away still, to turn me invisible, and then I can do it by myself. <laughs> I need to be invisible, and then I can do it all by myself. The craziest thing is that whole game. I was looking for the cloaking skill that I have, and Cipher has, but literally, there was like no fuck you, Nightmare. You're not getting because it didn't show up at all. You know, maybe we didn't kill everybody; it would have showed up. But uh, yeah, I also have that skill. Literally, we all do, except Chris. I just never use it because I'm because I'm the tank and I'm supposed to get attention. <laughs> so I think that that's a story mission. Invisible and steal everything. That that that's our next story mission is to get Chris invisibility. Yeah, get get the skill. The best part though, the best now, part of last night, now, without a doubt, make a meme where all of us are like five percent like visible and it's just gonna be like we're all here and <laughs> it's gonna be the same thing <laughs> it's just gonna be me looking lizard with the with the crash bandicoot mask <laughs> me the generic rogue <laughs> ross the generic dwarf <laughs> and you the minecraft skeleton minecraft skeleton with the with the hat the robin hood hat <laughs> that, so there were two highlights last night okay <laughs> there was the time where nat was about to get kissed by the lady and he wanted us to watch it's still hilarious. Yeah, man. Uh, and the then there on the train, not gonna stop it. <laughs> there was the one <laughs> where I got the beret and I put it on and I was veiled undead, even though my face was completely exposed and completely skeleton. It's the perfect kind of. And stupid. I'm just talking to people, and they're just like, "Wow, you're very pale." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, it's a cream I use." <laughs> oh, it's I'm a part of the royal family. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Yeesh. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, next oh. week, next week, I hopefully won't be held up at work too long, and I'll get home earlier, and we will just, we will do missions. We do need to loop back to do that thing for Riker, though. Um, because yeah, I do, do. want to get more source, because now I have more abilities that can use source. Yeah, so I have like three... Need- we need to figure out a way to get more source, like reliably get more. Yeah. Cause like right so now, for I think me, that's our next objective. Really? Right. And right now for me, source is like an annoying mechanic. Like I understand that source skills are supposed to be like super powerful. So you can't use them all the time, but at this point we can use them so infrequently to where I just feel like it's almost spiteful that I just don't want to use them now because it's like, we never get source anywhere. Right. But there's got to be a way to generate source, so we have to just find yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's yeah. let's make that kind of like objective one B going forward, and, mm-hmm. and then one A is just whatever we're currently working on. 
Yeah. But, there's yeah. Six, six, six source skills we all have. Like, I have one that I think completely uh, fills up all armor and health for someone just automatically. Dude, I just got the one that's like, it lets me throw out the blades in all directions, like yeah. to hit everybody around me. And it does good damage. Like, that thing could be amazing. Just like, let me stealth into the middle of a room. Everybody takes down their armor, and I'm just like, you're dead. Yeah, Blade same. barrage. <sighs> It's a good game. It's a really I good game. game. I have a, one similar, but it's uh, it's just like I go in and I shoot a fucking machine gun of my arrow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like I I really like Divinity a lot. I and I'm excited to continue playing it for as long as it takes for us to kind of be done with the game. I'm also excited to someday start whatever our next game is as well. Yeah, because there has to be something after this. Oh yeah, this is going to be a regular recurring thing. Yes. Well, we just yeah. we, we already talked about playing uh, Baldur's Gate three, but we That's might have to take a break in between Divinity because at this pace we might be playing Divinity for the next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, which, to be fair, will give Baldur's Gate enough time to go into. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It would be nice to to break it up with uh, maybe a shorter experience. That's or maybe just something different that like we can just kind of be a little more focused on or something maybe by the time we're done diablo 4 comes out and we play that yeah we should see yeah diablo 2 uh remake don't let me you know don't make it a game where i can steal a lot of shit because i'm gonna (laughs) don't think i won't i'm gonna steal because she needs wares (laughs) (laughs) um in terms of news stories, I pulled Has a there been anything? I didn't yeah. pull a ton. Um, this was a quiet uh, week. Let's well, yes and no. Let's start with the the big news though. Uh, Microsoft has completed their acquisition of Bethesda, so they are now a wholly owned subsidiary of Microsoft. Uh, uh, specifically, Zenimax Media is the uh, is the purchased company. So Microsoft now owns. Uh, you know, the, they own Doom, Fallout, Quake, Dishonored, Evil Within, Elder Scrolls. Um, Wolfenstein. They now have, they're now the largest of the three first party studios. They passed Sony. Uh, so they are the largest of the uh, first party. Uh, they might have more studios than even someone like, you know, Activision or, uh, you know, EA at this point. Just, or, Maybe Embracer is the only one still bigger than them in terms of like numbers, but uh, in in terms of like properties and development houses owned, Microsoft is maybe the biggest. Yeah, which is it's, huge. And, and yeah, I had forgotten up until this week that the deal wasn't finalized yet. So this is just kind of like, yeah, okay, it's done now. Now people can kind of move on. <laughs> But. Yeah, so Pete Hines did say that there wouldn't be any immediate changes to anything Bethesda's doing. Um, but Phil Spencer did say, uh, with the addition of the Bethesda creative teams, gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC, and Game Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some new titles in the future that will be exclusive to Xbox and PC players. So sure. confirming that there's going to be exclusives, there's a lot of hubbub around that. And I'm trying to kind of work my thoughts with that out into an article. Um, 
I think the biggest issue is just like a lot of people are comparing this like, oh, well, Sony bought Insomniac, you know, no, this or, you know, e- even EA buying Codemasters, which itself is like, a, you know, gobbling up some of your biggest competition in that space is his own problem. But, you know, still pales in comparison to, you know, Microsoft being like, hey, here's seven and a half billion dollars, which, mind you, is about 22 percent of EA's overall worth as of 2021. Uh, to put that in perspective and we just took all these things and who knows what is and is not multi-plat anymore. And, you know, now there's a whole section of players who might not be able to play, uh, you know, a new fallout, a new elder scrolls or something like that, a new dishonored. And that's crazy that you're taking all that off the table. Like this is buying Bethesda is very different than buying an insomniac. Just like, you know, it was different when Microsoft bought playground who is a predominantly Xbox development studio. They made their name on Forza, you know, they were getting ready to make their name on fable. It made sense for them to join that creative team. It made sense for insomniac to join. It made sense for the developers of Luigi's mansion to join uh, Nintendo Those are all logical acquisitions where, hey, we're already working on first party properties that you own. We're doing this and this is what we want to continue doing. It makes sense. Bethesda is just this whole can of worms. And like this just this just leads me to the future of like, okay, there's the big corporations. There's the Microsoft, the Googles, the Amazons and stuff like that. What are going to be the big corporations in the end when this turns into an arms race, you know? When and if, you know, when Activision decides, okay, well, now we need to start buying people because we can't let somebody else do it. And then EA is like, well, if they're going to buy people, we're going to buy people. Where does it end? Mm-hmm. That's not throwing shade at Microsoft. That's just like a, this just feels like it's going to kind of turn into an arms race kind of thing. One, you know, once, once you buy someone like Bethesda, nothing's off the table. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I got nothing else to say about that. Um, time will tell, I guess more than anything. So I just don't want, I just don't want everything under like a handful of banners because all these major publishers are too scared to take chances. That's the biggest issue. And like, you know, maybe, maybe Microsoft does take those chances and maybe this ends up being really good, you know, but like, EA doesn't take chances. Activision doesn't take chances. That's why Activision releases like four or five games a year. And one of them is always call of duty. You know, they don't, yeah. they are risk averse. I, I would argue for, for some time now, most AAA developers are not the source for particularly interesting games in general, but they should be because they but have they the aren't. budgets. I but know. And they should be. And that's the problem. And that's why I don't want all these creative teams and all these talented teams to get bought up by all these mega publishers who just happen to have the money because you're going to stymie creativity, you know, even a CD project red, you know, like what if, what if EA buys CD project red and just says, okay, make another Witcher. What does that do? What does that, you know, that, that denies that team the potential to make another game. If their if their next thing is okay, here's make up, make Witcher with a big budget, you know, or let's buy um, 
I, I don't know why I'm blanking on like another like. Well, I, it's but... uh, uh, jumping in. I think I think the example that uh, people are worried of is like the banner example of a big uh, publisher buying a development studio and then just seeing that development studio who had been fantastic kind of go downhill was EA and Bioware. Bioware. Yeah. And it's like, we shall see what happens with uh, the new Mass Effect coming up. We'll see how that is. We'll see by Dragon Age. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see by Dragon Age. Um, Which, Dragon Age so far has been really well received with the exception of the second game was a lot more lukewarm, but the first and uh, Inquisition really well received. So we'll have to see if what happens with uh, the new one. But like, I'm just sitting here racking my brain. Like somebody out there is looking at these other publishers and like, you know, somebody with enough cash is looking and say, how much would it be to buy take two? How much would we really have to put up to buy take two and then have Rockstar under our umbrella? You know, Mm. that's the issue. Somebody is looking at that. I guarantee you someone is looking at that right now and they are working the numbers. They'd be like, okay, what would we have to do to buy that? What would we have to do to acquire Embracer Group? What would we have to do to acquire this or that? Because now that Bethesda was approved, again, nothing's off the table, you know? I... I feel like every week I come into this and I spell this doom and gloom scenario, but like, I just like, I, I, I think back to the time when like EA was like, Hey, let's make new games. Let's make dead space. Let's make mirror's edge. And that was one of the best times in gaming. Like that 2008 year where EA was like, let's release a bunch of original properties that became beloved by fans that they proceeded to run into the ground. And it's sure. like, most disappointing game of the generation, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Congratulations. Yeah. It's just like your ass of what made these games good. Exactly. Yeah. And it's don't, like I don't feel like it takes a genius to realize, hey, if you change everything about the game, is it really that game anymore? It's uh not it's the uh ship of Theseus dilemma. Or when if you try to watch WandaVision. <laughs> when you try to just monetize it to hell. You know, when you take a game like Dead Space and you put crafting in it and then you sell crafting materials, you're you're encouraging people to break the game because, hey, I can either buy this stuff and then have a really good weapon early and not be scared ever. Or because that system's in the game now, you can now have these super overpowered weapons and it doesn't matter. You don't even need to spend money, but the game is worse because of it. Because now I have this stupid good gun that can kill anything. I don't need to interact with the mechanics. I have a gun that shoots harpoons at a machine gun rate. Yeah. Nothing else I mean, matters. I can kill anything before it can get close to me. Yeah. And I mean, it goes back to um, on th- what used to be uh, the generation of, or the generations of unlockables, player unlockables instead of DLC. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I've been so into the sixth generation of consoles recently, the GameCube, the PS2, and the original Xbox, because that was the last generation before heavy DLC everywhere. That was and the last like, generation before everything was online. Yeah. I mean, we got some of it like battlefront and halo had DLC and stuff on original Xbox, but um, it was a lot less. And I just being able to unlock things in a game instead of having them behind a paywall necessarily, it feels good to go back. It feels like I'm going back into like a warm hug when I turn those consoles on 
and just remember how good that feels. Like Age of Calamity is great with that. Sure, there's the expansion pass that's going to have additional content, but like there's 18 unlockable characters in that game that you just get for doing stuff in the game. And like it felt every time a new one popped up, I got excited. I was like, this is awesome. This is fun. Yeah. And, it's, and it's like, I, I, I miss that feeling. And it's just, it's never going to come back because it's just not the way things are anymore. So I was, perspective, I was looking at the Minecraft store on like whatever the Xbox edition is or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they sell skins and I guess they're open for people to make. And there's a bunch of like, and this is me snitching here, non-licensed <laughs> anime character skins that are like anime heroes or ninja heroes or something. And it's like, oh my God. And it's like a bunch of like really shittily made. Not shit like because some of them look like okay, but it's like just skins that are being sold for like five dollars. And it's just like, do people not realize like I have like one of my favorite game, one of my favorite RPGs of all time is Breath of Fire 4. So I have a Breath of Fire 4 skin as my character. And uh, but you could just go on Mo Yang's website and upload a skin. But they're selling packs. I think that only works for the Java version, though, doesn't it? Because uh, my Java skin is both on the Bedrock Edition and the Java Edition. Okay. But like that's the thing, like you said, like that. There, there's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. You know, here here's Minecraft. Microsoft buys them. Now all of a sudden, they're you know Minecraft is more accessible than it's ever been. But now everywhere but Java, you buy skins, you buy texture packs, things that were free that you just go online and download. All of a sudden they're in this curated store that you could just pay money and get the things and they're all real nice. Trust us. You know, and it's like the Java, they won't even let the Java version interact with Bedrock because why would you when you, hey, where'd you get that skin? I got it for free on Planet Minecraft. You know, why would you let people do that? Why would you take down your walled garden when you could just leave it up and sell people Commander Shepard as a skin? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, and that's the thing that, that's, that already happened. Microsoft made a big acquisition and now Minecraft costs money to do things that were free. It's on just, the version that they are going to support going forward, as Java will eventually be sunset. It was funny because it was like there's a there's a skin pack which made me real sus of it. It was supposed to be an Among Us skin, and it was called Among Sus, and I just had to close the shit. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's so bad. Oh god. Oh. That's that's that. Yeah. <sighs> that's um, not what I was smiling about like five minutes ago when you were talking before about this. I my friend Richard is on Minecraft and I renamed his llamas in his pen uh Lisa and Lionel, but they have two L's, like you know, he spelled llama, and I was really proud of that. So it's like I like it. Two L's I like it a lot. Two L's <laughs> I like it. It's the little things. <laughs> uh, Speaking of the little really things. Funny. I was really proud of myself when I did that. I was like, that's genius. <laughs> what little things, Chris? Uh, getting the little things right can sometimes, uh, you know, pay off big like it did for game director Nate Fox and creative director Jason Connell of uh, Sucker Punch. 
they are being given uh hold on uh they will become a f- permanent tourism ambassadors of the city mm. of Tsushima mm-hmm. nice from the island they are so happy with what they did with that game that they are making them tourism ambassadors for as long as they want it <laughs> so th- this is the statement from the mayor um they spread the name and history of Tsushima to the whole world in such a wonderful way. Even a lot of Japanese people don't know the history of the Genko. That's how you say that, right? Genko? I believe so. I so. Yeah. Close. Uh, period. Uh, when it comes to the world, the name and location of Tsushima. Uh, I'm sorry. When it comes to the world, the name and location of Tsushima is literally unknown. So I cannot thank them enough for telling our story with such phenomenal graphics and profound stories. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, the appointment of tourism ambassadors from today until Mr. Jason and Mr. Nate no longer wish to have it. In fact, I had been thinking and discussing about appointing the role to them ever since I discovered they were using Tsushima's name as the name of their work. That's great. It's, I, I know that they they worked really closely with um, Sony of Japan as well as like the actual like city itself, the island of Tsushima uh, to try to get as many things as accurate as possible within reason for the game to be fun. And like, I watched like an hour long interview with Nate Fox, uh, Shue Yoshida and uh, a Japanese historian just talk about the game. And it's like, it's obvious that they really cared about, um, especially as a Western developer presenting all of these things as, like respectfully and um, accurately to an extent as possible. Um, so that's cool. That's cool to hear. It's that's, that's a nice little piece of positivity. I know that um, after the game came out, like uh, when Japan had been hit by that tsunami, uh, uh, one of the, uh, I think gates or shrines in Tsushima was like really badly damaged and, uh, after, when the game came out, like yeah, at the Watsumi money. Shrine, I believe it was yeah. the Tori Gate. Yes, the Tori that. Gate. that's in the that's in this article. Yeah, they crowdfunded uh five hundred and forty percent of their goal thanks to the game because uh, yeah. fans went in two over two thousand people contributed, and uh, you know so that that was that was really nice. Uh, and you know for what it's worth, in Japan, Ghost of Tsushima was the best launch week of any first party PlayStation Four game to date, and it is and, a phenomenal game. Yeah, well and, and that's also saying a lot because the PlayStation 4 doesn't really resonate with the Japanese audience as much as it used to. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, Chris, talk about a game. I know Nat said he was going to... I think that co-op mode could be super fun. That could be our next thing in between games. In be- after Divinity. Could be our next thing. Th- that's something that's like not super Trump long. Six hours in the other day. Not six. Nice. So I think I stopped for like two hours, but I think I played like four. Nice, because that's four player co op. It they have different classes. I think that would they have like a number of missions. I think that would be the perfect palate cleanser after Divinity. Just saying, I think that would be a lot of fun. Hey, I'm down. Uh, for news on my front, Build a Bear's releasing an Animal Crossing line. <laughs> Of course they are. I don't want to go to build a bear, but I do want an Animal Crossing build a bear. <laughs> you don't, don't want to look like a creep. Crossing, and I kind of want an Animal Crossing build. <laughs> I need to see this. 
you know, you need to find, you need to find like a young family member and take them to build a bear and use that. I don't as need a young family bear. member. I'll just go. Well, I'll you look like go. a creepy I, I dude. I am not afraid. I'm not going to speak to anybody. You I'm just going to go in. I'm going to be like, yo, you got Isabel. Yeah, put it in the machine. Well, it's like the Lego store. You can't go in without a kid or something. Wait, what? Like adults buy Legos. It's it's weird. Lego stores around here are weird. I don't know if that's like a national policy or something. I don't understand it. But um, they don't have adults buy Legos. Legos. I need to see what these look like. Uh, here. It's I don't know if they have many pictures of it, but. Uh, this was from Build, you know what? Build a bears are so fucking expensive too. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. I had a build a bear and I left it in my move because my ex girlfriend gave it to me. But it was a really nice bear. Yeah. Uh. So they they literally just announced this. So there's nothing. There's no like images or anything yet. Mm. Um. But. Uh. But yeah, that's coming soon. <laughs> so I know they've done other stuff like Sonic, and they've done like mario and pokemon and stuff i've seen those and i wanted to go get a pokemon one but i let it pass me and i kind of regret that but i could go for like isabelle is great tom nook i like i would get a tom nook building that's just cute as shit here here we go i'm in the in the chat i'm putting the link so you can sign up for email and text updates as things become available i was on the website i'm not giving them my email (laughs) oh god fair enough uh, so they have in, a Oogie Build a Bear right now. They have a what? Uh, from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it has piqued Chris's interest. Might be down with that. Do they have a Baby Yoda one too? That. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> anyway, do you have any other stories, Chris? Yeah. Um, sad story. Uh, V One Interactive. Uh. Mm-hmm. Not sure if that rings any bells. Uh, studio led by uh, Marcus, is it Leto or Leto? Uh, Leto. Leto. Yeah, from the from the old uh, Bungie yeah, team of Halo fame. Yep. Uh, is shutting down. Uh, creators mm. of Disintegration, which. What? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's very mean to say. Disintegration was one of those games. It was a, it was a game. You were a robot. You were on like a flying motorcycle, and you were commanding like a group of people on the ground. Um, I feel like all of those games are super niche and often fail. So I don't know why that was the game that they decided to lead with. The Mm. game always looked like it just wasn't going to take off and it didn't. And within, I remember last year within like four or five months, they shut down the multiplayer servers. I just realized I had, the Zencaster screen on my right screen and I was like, why do I feel like I look weird this episode? Because I keep looking at the right screen and not the left screen where my <laughs> where my camera is. Um, but yeah, they said uh, they're officially closing. Uh, they wanted to thank their talented people uh, who helped make the last five excuse me, five years they've been in business. Uh, wonderful. Mm. Marcus Lito did get out there though uh, with this tweet. At V1, our priority has been to the well-being of our employees. We've been transparent with them about the state of things for months and are making this the, the are making this decision now so they have ample time to search for new jobs while being supported by our studio. So it sounds like they kind of got out ahead of this. They kept their 
employees in the loop. So this isn't like a surprise, like, Hey, we're shutting down today. You're screwed, you know, well, which is yeah. good on them. You yeah. Know, maybe they're, they're uh, handling it well. Maybe uh, Marcus Leto ends up taking the Joseph Staten route, ends up back working on Halo again. Who knows? Maybe he ends up back at Bungie. Maybe he ends up back at Bungie. He's in a good place right now. Yeah. it's. I hope all those people land on their feet. That sucks. Yeah. Hope hope the best for them. But, uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, sad to see. Sad to see. Uh, Last piece of news... Not really like anything crazy. It was just a funny thing. Um, I believe it was yesterday as of this recording. Yeah. Uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive was removed from Steam. Temporarily. Just disappeared. Didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a Kotaku story. Um, I I think it's from Steam Database uh, originally. So there were a couple of other games that got pulled. But basically... Um, the store page presented like an oops, sorry message. It's concurrent player count dropped to like nothing. So right. valve told Kotaku, the disappearance was just a hiccup on the back end. Um, something happened at some point that deleted, that basically removed counter-strike from the database. So steam didn't know it existed anymore. <laughs> so anybody That's playing crazy. it was just like, it, just didn't work. It was gone from like, I think it was like gone from people's libraries and like, you couldn't, you could not play it if you weren't like already in. I I, I don't know if that affected people who were like in game at the time, but just mm-hmm. like, imagine that counter-strike go just one day. Yeah. Okay. Bye. That's huh. Well, out of all the games for that to happen to, <laughs> that's, you know, that's one of the biggest in the game. world. Yeah, that's a hell of a one for it to happen to. My God. Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I, I just thought like that was a funny thing. You know, it's not like, you know, groundbreaking news, but it it, it, t- it tickled me a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, that's great. It's, it's nice hard to be tickled. To about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, CSGO is such a big game that I feel like people have a big hoopla about it. Yeah, I mean, like for perspective... I'm going to block you guys again real quick. Hold on. Um, How dare you? I, I dare. Let's see. Uh, right now, it is the number one game on Steam right now. Concurrent players, 434,000 peak today, over a million. People realize. Imagine that <laughs> just being gone. Gone. Just like gone. Thanos snapped away. <laughs> By God. <laughs> He did it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that's probably like, God, that's probably their peak player count was probably like the rest of the top 100 list combined. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe that's being a stretch. Think about that's just how popular that game is. I wonder how much money steam makes off of knives and box openings and stuff. And how long was that going? How much money did they lose for that being gone for however long? Yeah, right? It's a lot. And that's a good chunk of change. <laughs> More than all of us make combined, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's why uh, Uranium was saying in the chat before, he's like, who's going to try and buy out Valve? Nobody's going to buy out Valve. Valve is going to be one of the survivors. Valve's yeah. going to be one of the ones that comes out of this unscathed. I think the only person, the only people who could probably try would be Microsoft. 
Yeah. But yeah. I, I just I don't, don't think it's worth the investment for them. I don't see Valve doing getting acquired, and I don't see Rockstar getting acquired. Well, Rockstar's, Rockstar's already acquired. They're part of Take Two. Right. Yeah, that's true. So whoever buys Take Two gets Rockstar. That's yeah. the thing. That's why they're the big one that like people are going to look at and they're going to be like, what do we have to do to buy them? Remember, like it was like 2008. Wasn't EA trying to buy them for like $2 billion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like they, they almost got it. You know, they were going to do a hostile takeover. <sighs> it's a crazy world. But um, yeah, it's it is what it is. I don't know if I'm going to run that article. Like I want to run it, but like at the same time, I'm just like, you know what? Maybe we just don't need the discourse. Maybe we can just let this ride a little bit. And maybe it's something I come back to a couple months from now and I can just be like, I fucking told you, you know, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let history decide this, not me. Yeah. That's probably a good idea to be honest. But, um, I gotta get something going up. I, I, I feel like the itch to write something, but I don't really know what it is. Mm, I get that. I I've know, definitely man. had that before. I, I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta push through it and get something on the site. Uh, that isn't a podcast. I need to get a new chair. This chair is fucking annoying me. <laughs> Can I suggest a secret lab? They're not, not on sponsored. sale anymore. Not sponsored. And at the poor price point of four hundred dollars, I feel like I should just buy a Herman Miller. You're That's wrong because you're not going to get a Herman Miller for anywhere close to that. I could buy a used one. Why buy used when you can have a five-year warranty on a brand new secret lab chair? with seven-year warranty. So you buy a used one. You still, even if somebody uses it for two years, you still get five-year warranty. On yeah, all the you, you have to register it, don't you? You could transfer their register. You got to make sure they do it. Yeah. But I wouldn't buy it if I couldn't, you know. I'm just saying, that's the dilemma I'm in my head is, if I'm going to spend $400 on this chair, I might as well just go all in and get a Herman Miller chair. Even at that point, because if I buy the secret lab chair, I'm not going to want to spend any chunk of change. So if I'm already going to spend 400. I might as well just spend the full grand on a Herman Miller. Like if I'm no, 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 no. This is where I sit back. How that works? Yes, it does. You don't just jump from 400 to a thousand. Yo, if you're cash flush like my man, that cost of the chair. You feel me? No, <laughs> I don't. Not a le- not even a little Damn, bit. My bad boss man. If you were, right if you were just like, yo, I'm not gonna spend four hundred. I'm gonna just spend the five ninety nine or whatever. Like that's at least like a, a reasonable jump. But you're like, if I'm gonna spend four hundred, I might as well spend a grand. Yeah. Come on, makes sense no. to me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, you know, I could buy the Ford Focus or I could buy the GT Mustang. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But that's mm. that's my problem is that's why I don't have a car is because every time I'm like, yo, I should just buy a hoopty. I'm like, or I, I could put five more grand on it. A car is different than a chair. You don't go cheap on a car. You don't need to go crazy expensive, but you do not go cheap on a car. You don't go cheap on a chair either. You know how much time I spend in this chair with you guys? This is a nice chair. You, I'm just saying you could get a really good chair for $400. This is an economy vehicle. Best chair. Okay, do you need a Mercedes? Maybe. You don't need a Mercedes to get to work. I'm just saying. A chair is an investment for my back. 
You know, if you're keeping your chair longer than your car, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, man, Herman Miller sells replacement parts and everything in with my nice seven year warranty. I won't have to worry about it for seven years. I replace my chair every four years, replace my car every three. Boom. Hey, man, I ride (laughs) I ride a completely different million dollar subway cart every day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's the biggest that's the biggest spender out of all of us all right fair Let's enough <laughs> <sighs> oh my god all right you guys got anything else that we wanted to uh touch on this week so so instead okay. instead of either what if i get a peloton and just ride a peloton while we play games uh, from now on okay Pel- <laughs> Pel- you might as well like if you're, if you're using pelotons then you're eating bagels with locks let's end this i'm not eating bagels with locks it's so good though, but I don't want a Peloton. Not. It, it is. Do you like salmon by itself? I mean, I do. Yeah. I, like I just it's not just not combining it with cream cheese. Man, See, if, if the you, chair was really comfortable, he wouldn't have got out of <laughs> And he he hasn't heard that. I which know, makes he has, you get the last word. <laughs> oh god. Yo, Ned. <laughs> Net, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna put you onto something, and I think it's the perfect gateway mm-hmm. to bagels with locks. Hear me out. Uh, I don't want a gateway. <laughs> so there's a thing called sushi pizza, where it's uh, basically like they form the rice into like a pizza crust, and then they fry it, and then they put cream cheese, and they put salmon, and it's delicious. No, I don't yeah. want. I don't want a bagel with locks. Have you tried it? Yes, I've told you I've tried it. I hate it. Okay, okay, then you're good. And that shit was the worst because it was like I, that shit was expensive too. <laughs> you know what's worse than you know what's worse than not getting something you don't like. Most times I'm like, you know, maybe I don't like it this time. I tried it again. That shit was damn near twenty dollars. I was like, money. My. I thought money. I thought money was no object for you though. Not yeah. when it comes to. A chair that can save my back and save me <laughs> years of chiropractic and therapy. Like uh, we I, we I, see the we see the I cup, cup noodle model kit. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say that's stupid. I, I didn't want to say. I just wanted him to see it. It's like <laughs> talk about, talk about spending money for no reason. Chris spending it on a cup noodle model kit, which is funny, huh? <laughs> Chris didn't hear the best part of our chair argument, which is funny. You have to listen back. <laughs> what was it? Yeah, no. I'm not going to listen back. You either tell me or I'm not going to hear it. You're not going to hear it then. Okay. <laughs> it was one of those. You just got to leave that there. <laughs> I think that's oh, where that's we ended this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got to build my cup noodle kit. It's the dumbest thing you might have ever bought. That's I'm I gonna go it. on record right now. That's why I bought say, it. How much was it? I bought it I just know, to hurt. It was like twenty four dollars. Okay, so so objectively, right? Objectively, I want. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> At Walmart, are fifty cent. Okay, okay, but could have bought, We're comparing forty eight cups of noodles. One one every year. They have like a two-year lifespan, and you literally could have had a legitimate cup of noodle on display. <laughs> we are comparing a perishable to a model kit. It's not the same thing. Just that you literally could buy them and then have the option of eating them and then replace them legitimately. I'm not going this- to eat them, though. 
I don't want them. I bought the model kit because it was stupid. Oh, it was yeah. strictly why I bought it because it was stupid. Why'd you waste the money? Because I have the money to waste. It's not like spending an extra $600 on a chair or anything. It's the same thing. It's, it's not the same it. thing. The, ch- the Herman Miller chair is the epitome of luxury for your back. I mean, you really don't know that until you have it. I've sat in them because I've edited at Discovery Suite oh, helping my friend while I shouldn't have been in there. And they have Herman Miller chairs. And I was like, well, oh, they shouldn't really have been nice. there. Listen, man. You know, you know, if you watch watch, quality uh, chair, some of those crazy wedding shows where, you know, they got the those like Zilla brides and stuff. You know, I have a couple cut on those shows that I'm not credited for. All right. I want to show one of the nice military since I'm doing show and tell. So, yeah, for audio listeners, I had a cup noodle model kit. Um, I also got this. This is from uh, Bungie. They had this thing where you could buy these challenge coins. You know, uh, if they were Beyblades, I would freak out. I would have been instantly more impressed than they were. <laughs> no, they weren't going to be Beyblades. I used to have a bunch of Beyblades. Those were sick. I used to have the arena and would bring it to elementary. Yeah, real nice. You know. Yeah, dude. Real metal. These things are really nice. I like them a lot. Yo, uh, I was a I was a camp counselor like uh, when I was in college, and Beyblade was still a thing. Some kid brought their Beyblade arena and Beyblades. Beyblades <laughs> are cool, away. man. Oh man, Beyblades. Never gonna disappear, man. I've a Beyblade game for uh, I've the Beyblade game for PS One. Never played it, but I have it. Forget that Beyblade is like PS One old. Beyblade, oh, yeah. Beyblade is great. Every every accessory for Beyblade is terrible. The anime, the games, they had cards at one point. Just stick to Beyblades. They're cool enough as is. You don't need much to sell a kit. A Beyblade card. You just say let it rip, and then just throw the card at your friend. Well, they had like cards that came with the like. There was like a trading card game, and they try to incentivize you to get into the trading card game because there was like like rare Beyblades that came with cards. So like like you would buy a Beyblade, and it would come with like two or three cards to try you know incentivize okay. you to getting it. I know because before Kmart closed, I went back and bought a Beyblade, and I was like, what are these fucking cards? It was the trading card game. That's how I got my. And that's Clarion. when. Where that's when. Uh, what are those stupid roly poly things that were like Beyblade, but not nearly as cool because all they do is bounce off each other. Byakugan or something. Bakugan? Ba- no, I don't know. I think it's by maybe I don't know. Byakugan is a Naruto ninja technique. I don't know if that's what you're Bakugan, thinking. Of. It was a ball that would roll out, and they would like. Roll around until they stopped. Like they, like, they would fucking flip open and it'd be like a dragon or a wolf or some shit. And then I only you know, know some magnets would click under the fucking dual disc <laughs> fucking arena thing, and then one would get ejected, and the little kids Yo, would scramble and run after it. You better respect Bakugan or Lance Raddick's gonna come for that ass. Like Hey man, come for me. My ass would be very comfy in my Herman Miller chair after I ball out. <laughs> yeah. You're going to spend $1,000. Dan's going to be sitting in his chair. Yeah, this is really nice. Was it worth it? No. <laughs> hey, man. Ask Reggie. Ask Reggie what's up with the Herman Miller chairs, man. Listen, man. Like, I want that Logitech chair. I'm not spending $1,500 on that damn chair. I might have to. I might just have to triple the price. You know, just level up on them. Just so you I know. Word to, word to some of the scammers. It's the pandemic. You know, you got to level up now and then. Band. I could have an affordable chair that accomplishes all my needs, or 
I can spend three times the price. And get exactly what I want, though. People splurge on different things. I know. People if you he needs a chair, and the reason he's not buying it is because he doesn't want to spend the money. So I he won't to, get I a chair. I want you to look up how much these chair. cost, and I literally destroyed them. They're destroyed. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I've wasted the chair more money on dumber things before. I'm just saying. You need a chair. You're still waiting for a new chair. You should just get a new chair. Or I could just get the chair. Then get the chair. This is going in circles. (laughs) He's not going to buy it. That's the thing. He's never going to buy it. The lack of faith in my dumb decisions, like, is appalling. Let this me live my man, life, Chris. This is the man who still hasn't finished Kingdom Hearts 3. I and told this you. is the end See, here's of the, the thing podcast. Is, he acts like I've never admitted that I don't <laughs> plan on finishing it. <laughs> I feel like it comes up every week. Waited his whole life. Not whole life. Finish it. Not whole life. Approximately well seven years. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for listening. And uh, watching, and however you're doing it, we appreciate it. And we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Y'all should should subscribe and like and do all that, leave ratings and all that. And, you know, hopefully we get a sponsorship so everybody can have Herman Miller chairs. Herman Miller, if you're listening, I will take a chair. (laughs) (laughs) Secret Lab, I paid for this. Yeah. You know, I'm just they saying just if they if wants to cut in and send me a chair, you know, maybe we could we could talk, we could negotiate things. But I'm just saying. We'll tell 12 whole people about our Herman Miller chairs. <laughs> if you don't, if you want a locks shop that makes locks bagels, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I just had to say I wanted to see <laughs> if I could get Ross to jump in his chair while leaning back and I couldn't. Thanks for the thanks thanks bye <laughs>